0: Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Amen. Well, come on. Let's get into the Word today. Uh, here, where we've been at in the series is we talk about gifted. You know, I was at the lake fishing yesterday, and a gentleman next to me knew I was a pastor, and he said, I don't know if he's a Christian or not. He says, hey, are you preaching tomorrow? I said, yeah. He goes, what are you preaching on? I said, well, I'm doing a series called Gifted. He goes, oh, how, how, you know, you're special or, you know, this thing. And I said, no, no, God gives you supernatural giftings when you don't deserve it. God gives you supernatural divine giftings, and it's beyond your capability. It's beyond your understanding. He just blesses you with a gift, and the purpose of the gift is to serve somebody else. When we look at this series, we've learned in the very beginning that we have to first get ourselves in the right spiritual order. Many of us as followers of Jesus are led by our emotions, led by our soul. Our heart is made up of two things, our spirit, And our soul, the Bible goes deep into our heart and divides between what is the spirit side of us and what is the soul side of us. And when you and I become followers of Jesus Christ, our spirit person, our spirit man or woman is made new. It was dead and then it came to life and we were made new. And now our lives are led by the spirit of God, by God's spirit, by God's word. But we have to get our carnal person, our soul in the right order. Many of us are leading our lives based upon how we feel or based upon what we think or based upon our perspective and based upon how we think things should be done when we have a word of God right here that teaches us how to live life and God speaks to our hearts and what happens is is he begins to align us and the only way for us to truly align ourselves to get the spirit person side of us who receives direction from the Holy Spirit, the only way to get that soul natural part of us in the right order is to very simply be obedient to God's Word. If God's Word says it, we obey it. Why? Because the, the life that God teaches us through His Word, we were designed to live the way He teaches us to live through His Word. And so what happens is, is we align ourselves to God's Word, our life gets in our right spiritual order, as you grow in your relationship with God, you start to find out as you grow in your relationship with God that over time, you begin to figure out more about yourself. You begin to discover your wirings, your passions. How, what was I wired to do? Well, how, what am I good at? Then I sit down at a computer and I just know tech stuff or I can speak languages or maybe I can play an instrument or maybe, man, I just started a business and out of nowhere the business exploded. I don't know why. I'm just wired to do that thing. Then we have our passions. Often our passions come from different areas of our life where we had trauma. Maybe you were abused as a child or maybe you were uh, grew up in a foster home or maybe you had an experience with abortion or maybe you had an experience with, uh, you went overseas and saw the, the, the poverty and so this trauma, this challenge, this difficult drives you and wakes you up every day that I just want to make a difference in this area. That's a passion. That's That's something you desire to be a part of. Those are natural things that God gives us. But there's the third one, the supernatural divine gifting, spiritual gifts. And these spiritual gifts, Are not based on your passions. They are not based on your desires. They are simply based on a need in the the body of Christ that God wants you to meet by giving you supernatural capacity and ability that you didn't realize you had in the first place many times, which I think we should serve in the church, in the areas that we're passionate about, in the areas we're wiring, don't get me wrong, that does have a place, of course. But I think many of us are lending ourselves to what we're what we're excited about or what we're good at. So when you walk to the church and say well there's nothing i'm really excited about and i'm not really good at any of this well because it's not about that It's a supernatural divine gift that God gives you beyond your understanding. And he gives it to you when you get yourself in the right spiritual order. You're being obedient to his word. He says, okay, son and daughter, you are now my son and daughter. You are being obedient to my word. You are following after me. Your heart is to please me. Boom. I'm going to give you a supernatural gift that's going to meet a need in the life of someone else. That's going to actually, that word grace in the Greek actually also means, brings you great pleasure, delight, and joy. And so there's a supernatural thing that comes from this. Two weeks ago, we looked at um, uh, the actual gifts in Scripture. And we looked at the different gifts that were there, and we identified some of these, these giftings, and we read a couple of Scriptures here in 1 Corinthians 12. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. How many of us? Each, each of us. Wrong finger, sorry. This finger. I get comments online. I'm like, why do you keep using your middle finger on the mic? I'm like, it's just a habit. I don't know. I'm not flipping anybody off, okay? I can't see you. <laughs> but you in the back. No, I'm just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Don't be offended. Just kidding. Ha, ha, ha. Verse 11 is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person gets. Verse 27, all of you together are Christ's body. Each of you is a part of it. There's something very important you must understand is that many of us have in the past, there's two categories of people, or maybe three, but I'll give you two today. Uh, One person is in the church today and you say, I don't know what my spiritual gifting is. I don't know what it is. Now I'm gonna help you get there today and figure that out. The second person today is, I know what my spiritual gifting is and either you've been a part of the church or came into the church and said, I already know my spiritual gifting, Ryan. Thank you very much. I just need to exercise it. I want to encourage you today, maybe God has a different gift for you in a body that's different than other bodies, a local church that's different than other local churches, that there's a new opportunity for you to lay down the gifting of the past that maybe induced a bit of selfishness in us. Ooh, sorry. But now we get to be used in a way where we get to stir a spiritual gifting to meet a need, and you realize this has nothing to have to do with my past or where I've been good or where I've thrived or where I learned how to be this or I learned how to be that. I'm actually stepping into an environment where I, the Lord identified a need in the church and I want to meet it. I don't know how. I'm not really passionate about it, but I just find God's leading me to it and I begin to serve in it and I get great joy from it. People say, man, you're so good at that. and You say, oh my gosh, it's not me, it's the Lord. Maybe this is a season where God wants to use you in a gift that is outside of your reality. Here's an example. Some of you did our spiritual assessment quiz, I guess, and I sometimes don't like using these because what it does it asks. basically the whole test is like 75 questions based on your passions, based on your emotional responses, and really based on what you're good at. Now, the challenge in that is what it does, it does identify a little bit of your makeup. But I want to challenge those of you who did that test. Many of you, there's one individual I know of, and he doesn't know I'm going to share this, but I'm not going to say his name, so you don't know who it is. But he got the number one thing was craftsmen. Now, a craftsman is somebody who's good with their hands. They build things. They're good at stuff. But this man also is leading a a company. So he has the gifting to manage people and to help craftsman people. His last one was apostleship and tongues. Now, if you looked at a list of things, you got number one or you got 75, which one are you going to look at and say, no way am I going to do that? Which one needs the most grace? Which one needs the most help? Which one needs the most God? The one on the bottom of the list. How do we not know that this individual, though thinking, well, I'm just a craftsman and I'm just doing this, and man, I'm actually really good at it. How do you not know that he's called to be an apostle and plant churches in other nations where he's going to be required to speak other tongues? based upon the prompting and the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm just saying this today to encourage you. We should come at this today not thinking, I've got it figured out, but Lord, what do you have for me? How do you want to use me in the context of your church? And so I want to just give you very simply three final thoughts today on how to get going on this spiritual gifting journey. Very practically, how to get going today on your spiritual journey Three very simple things, and each of them have some depth to it that I really felt the Holy Spirit uh, really uh, inspired me and spoke to me to share this with you today. The first one is this. You need to choose today to plant yourself in God's house. Very simple. We just did a series on this, so I don't want to be redundant. But choose today to plant yourself in God's house. Look at this in Ephesians chapter 4. He makes the whole body. Everybody say, whole body. Whole body fit together. Whole body fit together perfectly. If you are a part of the body, if you are here and you say, "Ryan, Love City Church is my church. I'm going to be a part of this church." I want to encourage you. It might be you might in your mind be thinking, "Man, it's just for a short season. Maybe I'm going to move or maybe God's calling me to do something else." Whatever it is, for whatever season God has you here, let me encourage you. If you're going to be a part of the body, be a part of the body. If you're going to be involved in Love City Church, and you're saying, this is our church, and I love where we're going. You're going to hear more about that in a few weeks, about what God's doing for us in our fifth year and where we're going as a church. And next couple weeks, we're launching a new initiative that you're going to love. And there's just so many great things that are on the horizon for our church. You say, right? this is my church. OK, then be a part of the body. Plant yourself into the soil of this body. Don't stand on the outside. Don't linger on the outside thinking, well, I'm looking for another option. Well, until that other option comes, plant yourself in because you can only receive the spiritual gift that God has for you if you are planted. You need to hear me today. I'm not talking about the universal church today. I'm not talking about the Christian you met at Starbucks that you sit with once a week. The church, the Ecclesia was spoken 119 times in the New Testament, 97 times it was used in the context of a physical local gathering. When we gather together, come on, I'm, I'm calling you out today. Choose today to plant yourself in the house of the Lord. Don't stand on the fringes. Don't stand on the outside. Don't think, man, this isn't for me, or man, this isn't my timing, or well, oh, i got to get to it in a minute, but man, I've been hurt by the church. Come on. Don't let those things stop you, because I want you to hear me today. I'm saying this, because I love you, and I want you to experience this. You cannot receive this spiritual gifting unless you're planted in the house of God. You want to know why? Because the gifting was intended to be used in the house of God. The gifting was never intended to be used outside the house of God. That's your wiring and your passion. The spiritual gifting is reserved for the house of the Lord. And if you plant yourself, that's one of the benefits, one of the fruits, is you begin to experience the gifting of God, to be a part of something bigger than yourself. I want you to notice this word here, fitted. Uh, is there someone over there to do it for me? Andrew, are you there? Andrew, Andrew? No? Okay. I'll do it. Oh, he is there. Wow. Bring that over for me real quick. <laughs> Now, Andrew, this game is called Jenga, and if you drop it, you lose. (laughs) Right? Whoop, whoop, whoop. (laughs) Good job. Thank you. You have a you have a call. You have a call in the house of God. You're definitely a craftsman. (laughs) Okay, so this word "fitted" actually means perfectly fitted together. It means. Fitted so tightly that there's like the, the idea is that there's no space between any of these blocks. Now, it's, I, I, I Andrew moved it. It was perfect before he touched it. Just <laughs> for imagine for a moment. Now, what do you notice about these blocks here? There's not a lot of space for room, there's not a lot of space for individualism. It's all built together. That means if you're placed next to someone, you don't really like them. <laughs> You're not gonna spend the weekend with them, but they're followers of Jesus. And as you plant yourself in the house, the Lord He's gonna put you near people that you wouldn't normally be with, all tribes and all nations, vaccinated and unvaccinated, masked and not masked, people that have different perspectives and different ideas, white, black, all sorts of colors, all sorts of nations, all sorts of tribes, all of us together fit into one body What do you see about this? There's no room for individualism. You are knitted together. This is one of the reasons people don't plant in the North American church because we've created an individualistic consumer society. It says the church is about my gift and me, my experience, and it's just me and Jesus. It's never been you and Jesus. The Bible, the moment the New Testament church began in Acts chapter two, it was always, always about togetherness fitted together, community, doing it together, being vulnerable, sharing all things in common, and having no need. When you have a need, I have a need. When you struggle, I struggle. Never, only in other religions, Roman Catholicism and other, individ- other uh, structures of religion that are based upon my individual experience with God. Our experience with God is based on being planted together. So that when I struggle, I don't struggle alone. I struggle with someone. When I struggle, I don't struggle by myself and in my gifting and my way and my ministry. No, 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 you get get put into the house of God. But you guys have played Jenga before. Come on, what happens when you begin to pull out this piece? There's a gap. Interesting. Now, this block here, this person was placed by God to fill that gap, but the individual mindset of religion has come over them. And now they're here. Someone else says, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to serve in that way. I mean, I was offended by that person. And Man, I just don't really like how Pastor Ryan's preaching these days. He offended me today. I don't really like Andrew's transition. Well, you know, let's, let's leave Andrew alone. I don't know. Oh, you understand? I can hear it, barely, barely understand him half the time. Hmm. People start getting individual in their walk with God and they forget that the purpose of the church is to be planted in the house of the Lord and you can't experience church. See, what you don't understand is that when you remain in your individualism, it doesn't just hurt you. It hurts the whole body. The whole body fitted together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Look at this. It helps other parts grow. Ryan, this is about me. It's about my experience. It's about my just No, it's not. And I'm going to say this boldly. I'm just being bold today. I hope I don't offend you. But listen, Love City Church is not about you. It's about us, team, together, shoulder to shoulder, because there are thousands and thousands of lost people in this city. There are people who have been going to church for years that are far from God, that have never experienced a healthy church. And how do we build a healthy, growing A loving church well, the whole body is fitted. And see, this is what the Lord wants to do is he wants to build us together so that we can build a healthy church. You say, Ryan, I've been hurt. We'll get there in a second. Ryan, I've been hurt. Or Ryan, I don't have a gift. That's okay. You just got to make a first choice. Okay, I've been hurt or I've never done this before, but I'm just going to throw myself in. The potential of you getting hurt is very high. Why? Because you're dealing with really foolish people. Now, not sinful people, though we're all sinners. We're really working hard to build an awesome church here full of integrity and sincerity and honesty and servanthood and humility. We're trying our best. But when you rub up against the shoulders with people, guess what happens? Ooh, there's offense and there's hurt. We've got to make a decision that we're going to plant ourselves in the house of the Lord. Come on, let's go on to the next thought here today. The next thought here today. And let me just read this scripture for you. John chapter 12 is another thought on the planted. I tell you the truth, Jesus talking, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains in an individual, a single seed. But its death will produce many new kernels. Look at this, I love how Jesus said this, a plentiful harvest of new lives. When I plant myself in the house of God, what do I have to do? Oh! Ryan, you're not supposed to talk about death. Because when you plant yourself in the house of the Lord, you realize very quickly, whoa, this isn't about me. Hmm. Shoot. <laughs> you, can fall off, you can fall off the stalk. You can remove yourself as a follower of Jesus from the stalk of your old life. And you can remain a single seed on the ground. But until you plant yourself, Until you die to yourself, you will not produce the results that God's wanting to produce through your life, which is what? A harvest of new lives. Did you know that one kernel of wheat, very interestingly, one kernel of wheat actually has the size of a football field in wheat, From one kernel, from one tiny kernel, you can get eight or more heads with over 40 seeds per head. One bushel of wheat contains approximately one million individual kernels, and you are just one of them, and you will remain only one of them until you die to yourself, plant yourself in the kingdom of God, in the house of the Lord, and say, all right, Lord, here I am, send me. Come on, second thought here today. Come on, here we go. Choose today to engage in the community and meet the need. There's a difference between planting yourself and engaging the community and meeting the need. You say, Ryan, I see a lot of problems with the church. Let me fix them. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about coming into the house of God saying, man, I see a lot, about 15 things I want to change today. (laughs) I'm sure there is. For the first two years of the church, Pastor James, in his wonderful uh, uh, servanthood, got tired of seeing the back of our nasty area, so he took Isabella's sheet, her brown sheet, and he placed it on the screen, and it was wrinkled for two years. Do you know how many people came in to me and said, hey, Pastor Ryan, if I was going to fix one thing about your church, it'd be that wrinkled sheet. And I said, well, then why don't you fix it? You can't complain about what's not right. you got to get in and say, all right, Lord, there's needs in the house of God. How How can I meet the need, Lord? And Lord, you might see a need. He says, Man, I want you to fix this about the worship team or fix this about Ryan's preaching or fix this about that. You might see that, but the Lord says, Actually, I don't want you to fix that. I've reserved that just like David wasn't able to build the temple, but it was left for Solomon. He says, Actually, I've reserved that for so and so. I want you to be a part of this. Well, Lord, I don't want to serve in children's ministry, but I'm calling you and I'm going to give you capacity. I'm going to give you desire. I'm going to give you passion. You're going to get in there. New lives are going to come from that. You're going to be passionate because you've engaged in the community and you're aware, okay, now I'm in the community. now I'm around the people, now I hear the vision, man, God, where is the need that you want me to me, and the Holy Spirit speaks to you, and you say, not there, Lord, and he says, yes, there, so and so, and you say, okay, Lord, and he says, all right, let me minister to you, I'm going to work in you and give you the desire and the power to do what pleases me, and you're seeing fulfillment and joy, people say, wow, you're so good at this, you say, I have no idea, I hated children a day ago, (laughs) they smell, they poop, it's gross, or I hate I didn't even think I could be on the worship team. Or I didn't ever think that I could be a group leader. Or I didn't ever think that I could serve and our foster this city. Or I didn't ever think that I could serve in a whole mission. Or I didn't ever think I could do these things. I was always thinking this way because God wants to blow your mind with how he wants to use you. But you won't know that until you engage the community without an agenda and just serve and say, all right, I'm here. I'm here to be in this atmosphere. I'm here to be in this place. Figuring out your spiritual gifting is a process, not an event I want you to hear me today. Listen, it is a process, not an event. Many of us think that after the service, I'm going to call you forward, and I'm going to lay my hands on you. I'm going to say, prophet, teacher, apostle, you, helps, craftsman, sorry, bud. (laughs) No, no, it's a process. It's a development of a gifting. It's God speaks to you, and he, he, he helps you recognize a gifting, and an area of need. You say, oh, wow, I'm going to meet that need, and the oh, Lord helped me with that. He begins to develop it, and he begins to work on it. He begins to change it in your life, and he begins to do something in you. Many of us have never tapped in to the gifting that God has for us because it has to be developed over time. You get into it and think, man, I'm not very good at this. I don't enjoy it. Well, just give it some time. If the Lord's called you to it, he's going to provide you the desire and the power and the passion to do it. That's what the Lord wants. He wants each of us to play our part in the body of Christ. He wants each of us. But you cannot figure out what that spiritual gifting is if you're not engaged. You've got swimming in the water. You're not engaged in the community. You can't, you can't know what the needs are unless you're able to be in it, swimming in it, around it, rubbing shoulders with people, talking to them, being around them, or hearing it from Pastor James or Pastor Steph or one of the group leaders or one of the leaders in the house. You say, oh, man, you've been struggling with this. You think, oh, man, I don't know why, but I feel a direction leading towards it. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know what it is. But, man, can I maybe step into that? And over time, you begin to get into it and say, gosh, I hate this. And God says, I didn't give you a gift for it. Get out of there. <laughs> okay, fine, let's try something else. Oh, I did this for a while. I'll try something there. Man, I just started by doing signs. And man, I was putting out signs a week, and now I'm a group leader. Man, I just started by doing tech in the back. And now I oversee the whole department. Or man, I just started laying out cords for Pastor James, and now I'm on the schedule all the time leading worship. I didn't even know I could do that. So you just got to start by getting into the community. You got to start. It is a process and not an event. Now, you got to find the need and meet it. Now, there's a bunch of teams in the back of the service today in the lobby. We have sign-up sheets, where well, you can identify there's, what, seven sheets, eight sheets? Lots of places where you can serve. Don't look at those and think, oh, I don't know anything about that. Pray. Yeah. Holy Spirit, which one do you want me to sign up for? Hey, let me hear you. Let me, let me hear me today. You're not signing a contract that ends in, this isn't death to your part. If you do it for three months and the Lord doesn't give you the gift and you truly hate it, let's move to somewhere else. It's okay. I want to talk to folks today who may have been hurt. And I relate to this because I've been hurt using my giftings in the church. I felt like I've been squeezed for all I'm worth and then kicked to the side. Or I feel like maybe I didn't ever really get to serve in the area that God was calling me. Or maybe a pastor spoke ill to me. Or I got too close to people and they hurt me. I didn't get invited to that thing that I wanted to go to. Or. I didn't, they didn't pray for me when they walked down the line. Or man, he he keeps letting this other person, Andrew, do the the MC and I'm really good at that. And I I feel like I would be good at that. Or whatever it might be, maybe you've been hurt in the past. And I want to encourage you today, the Holy Spirit really spoke to me clearly about our church. I believe there are many people in our church today who don't realize that you're functioning out of a place of hurt. And I want to just share a scripture with you. The Lord's been speaking to me. This is my personal devotion time I want to bring in for a moment. And it's in 1 Peter chapter 4. He says, the end of all things is near. The world's going to come to a close. Be sober-minded and be alert so that you can pray. And then he says this, most important of all. Continue, that word continue in the Greek literally means, it's the word for, it actually means to consistently stretch yourself. It literally is the word to Oh, to oh, stretch to reach something, to stretch yourself, to stretch beyond your normal, to stretch beyond the capacity, to stretch beyond the hurt, to stretch beyond what you think, to stretch beyond yourself. Continue earnestly. It means without ceasing to never stop. Look, continue, never stop. Stretch yourself to show deep love for each other this idea here is that you and i whenever we i, I the lord's been showing me this because It says, and this will cover a multitude of sin. That word cover there actually means that it doesn't take away the sin. That word sin means to miss the mark. So obviously if someone's misabusing you and there's boundaries and there's wisdom there. But I'm talking about when someone just offends you or they just miss the mark in their relationship with you. This word cover actually means that it doesn't take away the fact that they've sinned. You're just not aware of it. Now, I was telling my wife that, that we're having a date on Saturday morning and we're sitting there, and I was explaining this to her. And I said, Stephanie, there's been many, many times that you've hurt me deeply and I've hurt you. But when I look at you right now, I don't see that hurt. I just see someone I love. I don't look at the moments where you've hurt me and said words bad about me and offended me more than anybody else in the world. And here I am looking at you and it completely covers. Many of us here today aren't engaging in community because we've been hurt. We're not using our gifting because we've been hurt. We're not getting involved because we've been hurt. We're staying on the distance because we've been hurt. And maybe you know it and maybe you don't today. But the scripture says, most important of all, most important of all, love one another deeply. Because when you extend yourself in this way, your aid God by his grace allows you to engage people knowing they are going to hurt me again. I'm going to get wounded. I'm going to get injured. Someone's not going to respect me. They will treat me improperly. I promise you at one moment it will happen. Our commitment is to say, God, I'm not going to allow the offenses of humanity, of humans to keep me from being used in your church. And I'm going to love one another deeply because it covers a multitude of sin. And the best thing about this verse, do you want to know what he then does? He tells you how to love deeply. Look what he says. He says, to love one another deeper. And he says, let me tell you how. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. Another translation says, show hospitality without, uh, without, without being begrudging, without complaining. So cheerfully share your home. Look at this. God has given each of you a gift From his great variety of spiritual gifts, use them well to serve one another. In this context, say, how do I love others? How do I move past the hurt? How do I move past the past? Serve one another with the spiritual gifting that God's given you. Come on, engage into the community and recognize what needs that God has in the church and begin to meet them knowing I'm probably going to get hurt along the journey. But thanks be to Jesus, he forgave me so I can forgive you. Lastly here today as we end our time together, choose today To move forward with confirmation, when you get into your spiritual gift, you plant yourself. I want to be in this house. All right, I'm just going to get in the community. I'm going to figure out. uh, I'm going to navigate towards what God has for me. But I'm just going to start. I'm going to get in. I'm not going to allow offense to keep me back from that. What happens is, is that you begin to experience what Philippians chapter two says—that God is working in you and He gives you a desire. Your desire starts to percolate, and power capacity starts to percolate. You say, "Oh my gosh." I think I really enjoy this. I think God's using me in this way. I think I'm finding great joy from this. But not just your individual confirmation. Guess what God places in the house of God? He places pastoral leadership in your life to say, yes, that's good in your life. I keep using Michael Baker as an example. It's because I love him deeply. Michael Baker, I've been doing this with him for several years. I keep looking him in the square in the eye saying, brother, I'm going to confirm the gifting on your life. You have a gift of hospitality. And you know Michael, Michael will have anybody in his home at any time, anywhere, and if you say no, it doesn't matter. He's going to ask you 17,000 more times. It's not because he wants anything from him. He just wants to create hospitality. But Mallory and Michael are amazing at that. See, what we need in our life, this is one of the biggest challenges in local churches, is that people are not allowing pastors, leaders, to have spiritual authority in their life to say, yes. I confirm that in your life. Look what it says in 1 Timothy, or 2 Timothy. This is why I, Paul, Timothy's pastor, remind you, fan into flame the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. And he says, and these special gifts of ministry, these grace gifts you've received when I laid my hands on you and prayed, keep them ablaze. Don't stop. Come on, Andrew. You got to call a pastor on your life, a gifted pastor. Keep going. Yeah, I've done this to him. Keep going. You got this. You can do it. Now, Andrew was functioning in another area where I'm like, bro, you don't got this. You should not be on the worship team. Quit now. Pull the ripcore, brother. Our church is shrinking. The purpose of pastoral authority and, and partnership in your life, you might have been in a church where the pastoral authority, when you hear that word, you think, oh, they're going to lord it over me. No, no, no. Biblical authority is when you come under. See, say, how can I serve you? How can I help you do better in the house of the Lord? How can I help you reach the potential that God has for you? It's supporting underneath. And if you let a pastor, at least uh, one who has this heart, come around you and say, let me help you. Come on, that's a gift in you. Come on, I'll confirm that in you. I speak that into your life. Come on, I'm gonna lay my hands on you and say, go for it. That's how we've developed every leader in our church, is they've said, "Okay, I'm going to allow a pastor to speak into my life and confirm. I'm going to move forward with confirmation. Now, listen. The church of Jesus Christ is the most important thing on the planet. You read the Bible and he'll tell you that. There is nothing in your life that is more important than the body of Christ if you're a follower of Jesus. Because the body of Christ is where you get your needs met. The body of Christ is where you reach the lost. The body of Christ is where we make disciples. The body of Christ is where we re-help the orphans, thousands of orphans in the city. The body of Christ is where we meet needs of the disenfranchised and the hurting. The body of Christ is how we meet, get Bibles into Iran and Iraq. The body of Christ is, you know, the body of Christ has been the number one uh, health institution for, for generations, millennial. The body of Christ, the Church of Jesus Christ, is the hope for the world. And guess what? God wants you to play your part in it. He wants you to feel the special reality of being called by Jesus to reach lost people, to make disciples, to see a difference in the lives of others, to help those who are hurting and broken, to meet the needs of those in our city, to meet the needs of those in our church. You're a part of something bigger than yourself, and we're building it together. And we're going to be here for generations upon generations, reaching lost people in the city of Calgary and across the world. And we're going to build a healthy, growing and loving church together. Why? Because you You chose to be a part of it. It's not because Ryan or because this person, it's because you said, I want to be a part of this journey. I want to plant myself. I'm going to engage community. Find out where the need is and meet it. And I'm just going to move forward with confirmation to be a part of the, the most important thing on the planet is helping lost people know Jesus Christ. Would you stand to your feet this morning? Come on, let me pray for you today. I want you to put your hands out today like you're going to receive a gift. I do want to pray that the Holy Spirit would come right now. Come on, just put your hands out real quick like you're going to receive a gift today. Come on, Holy Spirit, this is your church. Lord, you know my heart. You know my wife's heart. We don't want to build a church for us, we want to build a church for you. I pray for those in the room that have been hurt. Those in the room who are confused about what this even means. (laughs) Those in the room who are not followers of you that say, man, I want to be a part of that. Today, Holy Spirit, you are the king of our hearts. You are the ruler of our hearts and you rule and reign. And so we say today, Holy Spirit, what no man can do, what no ministry can do, what no individual can do. Holy Spirit, would you come right now? Would you speak to our hearts? Would you come down upon us right now? Would you drop healing and drop transformation, God? And Lord, drop your gifting right now. Come on, speak to some people in the room today, God. Those who've been hurt and those who've been wounded, God, those who've been wounded by the things of the past. Today, we pray for healing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray for transformation. And God, I pray right now that the joy of the Lord will be their strength today. We welcome your grace into our life, Jesus. We receive we receive from you right now your gifting, your healing, your transformation. We, we receive your focus. We receive, Lord, this new chapter, this new season in our lives, and our church. We receive it right now, God. And we say we want to be a part of it. Yes, God. We love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' mighty and powerful name, amen. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.